in, in playing Tampis the opposite, there is a lot of self-expression. And people say that, like, I can express myself so much. The only thing is we don't use language to avoid the miscommunication and the rationalization of language. Welcome to the Phase 4 Podcast, inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalka, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. My guest today is Carlito. He's the founder of Playing Camp, a fun and innovative company on a mission. Playing Camp is bringing the playground back to adulthood through joyful connections in nature. I'm grateful that he is here today to talk about his amazing project, along with his book, his travels, and other topics. And Carlos, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, man. I'm so honored, JP, of being here today. Yeah, thank you. So I think, yeah, the perfect place to start is Plane Camp. What a fun name, right? So maybe just tell us a bit more about that and how you came up with that. Well, there is many stories. The one that uh, the listeners can find on Instagram is the one when I was in Africa and I was spending a lot of time on the office thinking like, okay, I stopped my job as a PhD because I was on the office all the time and I was thinking like, this doesn't make sense. And in my PhD, I was studying human connections in nature. Like I was studying morality, the effects of nature and moral, in moral behavior. And then I, I stopped with the PhD because it was like simply like too much, no? So I, I arrived to this point of my life, I burned out and I said like, I cannot with this European lifestyle of always being indoor, always being lonely, always doing these boring things. So I went to Africa to have an adventure and I had some friends, we founded an NGO and suddenly I realized myself that I was doing the same. I was in the office, I was spending all the time doing paperwork and arranging all these fundings and how to keep the NGO running. So I was like, okay, this is not what I came here to do. This is so out of alignment. And I started going to the street and I found out that all the kids were just simply playing on the streets with anything. Like they, they just play with branches of trees. They play with the, with the dirt on the ground. They play with each other. They play with their clothes. They, it doesn't matter. There's no limit. And it was such a shocking experience to see them and to realize like playing is so easy and it's so easy to connect and it's so easy to to get entertained and, and to develop all the human skills that we develop while playing. And for yeah. some reason in Europe, we always forget about it and we come back indoors and we do all these boring things that take us to the screen and we and the loneliness epidemic speak by themselves. So I took on myself the mission of coming back to Europe and bringing the play back into adults' life. And yeah, it's a, it's a reminder of the importance of connecting with each other and always keep on this playful attitude in life. That's amazing. So you're talking about Zambia, that's where you were. And the, the, the story is the same in, in less developed countries where you will see kids, right? In Cuba, I've seen kids, they have a stick and a rock and they're playing baseball and they're running the bases and they're so fully present and aware. And that's the way... That's kind of what you're trying to bring back is the idea where we get stuck in our own heads and all you really have to do is go outside and look around, put your feet in the ground. 
And uh, it's kind of, I don't believe in coincidences, but my good friend right now is on his way back from Africa. And he was the same thing. He was going around when he was there for the past 10 or 12 days and kind of just talking to the kids and the people and seeing that. And like, if you go check him on Instagram, you'll see it. It's like visible exactly what you just described. So I think it's really, really beautiful. So you go from this, man, I'm stuck in this thing and I'm not doing what I want to. And you use the word alignment. It's a perfect word. And that's one thing I love is that you're so intentional. So you see the kids playing, you come up with this great idea. And now what does it look like for the adults? But it's, uh, <laughs> so what we do is uh, non-linguistic improvisational games. So my background is on psychology, on dance and theater, and as well as on spirituality, on yoga meditation. So after many years of figuring out, okay, do I want to do psychology sessions or I open a company of physical theater also. Do I want to create physical uh, theater pieces? Or do I want to do yoga sessions and meditation? Eventually, I like talking with my, my therapist. I, at the end, he was like, but what do you really want? Like, imagine that everything that you want, all your ambitions, they are already done. All the business are automated and you have all the finances together and all the time for you. What could you do? And I'm like... I could just do parties and play with people. And he's like, so why don't you do that now? I was like, duh. <laughs> so, so that's basically, it's just coming together and we enter into this non-linguistic space. So we all agree that we are not going to talk. However, we can communicate in any other modality possible. So people start drawing, people start touching each other, people start looking into the eyes, people start making mime and... And just playing, playing with the fact of being alive, being together and being on the nature. And yeah, and I mean, I love it because I don't know where it's going to go. I have a structure, but it always goes to this crazy place where people feel so free. They just yeah. start climbing trees and throwing sticks to each other and things like that. <laughs> and that's the best way to do it, right? I Every time I teach, I have a bunch of notes that I want to say this and say that. And I never end up saying any of it because... The second you start doing that, you're off script. Like, it's better just to flow. Uh, I love, I saw one picture and it looks like, I don't know, you took a bunch of coconuts and there's a line and it's almost like there's something primitive and primal and just people definitely connecting to the earth and going back to our core. Can you speak to that? 100%. This is is something that is very magical because there is two regressions happening simultaneously. One regression is individual. It's me, I'm an adult, but I come back to what being a kid is, which is being aware, being in the present, being like curious about everything around me. Like everything is a possibility. Everything is a game. I can do whatever. I'm free. I'm not judged by other people. Or if they judge me, I'm free. I don't care. So this is one regression. And the other regression is what you described. Like the moment we stop talking, we stop thinking. And people come back to way more primitive human-to-human communication and interaction. So I, I have had this feedback from participants. They told me like, this is like living in caves, like pre-linguistic era. Like people just understand each other because they look at each other and they know like, okay, you are hungry, I'm hungry. So let's get the coconut and let's drink from, from the coconut or let's pour water into each other. Or, or these games of throwing things, like just without looking to the eyes, people understand each other. And for me, it's, I mean, if any anthropologist is listening to this conversation and they want to come to Plinka, that we have so much to study, like how language develops, how communication appears also between people, 
and and how is possible to understand behavior just from human to human connection is yeah the one with this if you're a couple feet away from someone and just staring right into each other's eyes for a couple minutes like it's almost like your whole world is revealed and it's just it's really deep if anyone's ever done it you know what i'm talking about and so the non-linguistic thing that sounds like a little bit like vipassana yoga um well not really <laughs> where you just I, silent i know i mean it's the opposite of silent actually like i did vipassana and for those curious there is a, a one hour long video telling my story on youtube and, and for me to be silent was super difficult and also i couldn't write so i i imploded kind of situation However, in, in plain camp is the opposite. There is a lot of self-expression and people say that, like I can express myself so much. The only thing is we don't use language to avoid the miscommunication and the rationalization of language. So is there like noises, like grunting or anything though? Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever they want, like, okay, okay. I see. So I was still, for some reason, my mind just went to Vipassama, but that's cool. Um. That's amazing. And so how about, um, obviously you don't just sit there and do that the whole time. There's other things, right? So you have some kind of, I don't know, grounding, meditations, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Can you talk to that? For those curious about it and they want to go deeper. So I'm, I'm finishing an online course that will be live really soon. And in the online course is a series of videos that I recorded on Bali explaining each of the stages. So it's for facilitation, for facilitators, those that want to facilitate playing camps. Because at the moment, I'm talking with a lot of companies and what I'm seeing coming is like, I will have to be in two places at the same time. Like this company wants me to be in Christmas and this company wants me to be in Christmas. So I will have to send people. So that's why I prepared this online course where I explain step by step how playing camp is facilitated because you know at, at the beginning we are in our in our adult rational mind where things have to make sense and where we have to do what we are supposed to do so the very beginning the very first exercise is looking at a plant in, in silence for three minutes so you choose a plant around you and then you put a name to the plant like you know my name carlito your gp so we can put names to plant and we just go to the plant and we connect for three minutes and this is the very magic trick that makes people to be grounded in the present and to be open and curious to the wonders that are always around us, but we are not acknowledging. And from there, I mean, I can describe you really quickly. We do breathing exercises, a bit of yoga exercises. We warm up the body, we stretch it, and then we start doing some connection between each other. And we always try to synchronize the movements and to synchronize the voices, because this is what creates the, the group energy and the synergy also. And this moves, starts moving the group into more storytelling games where we start including different objects like uh, sticks or leaves or ground or dirt. And then sometimes it's more symbolic and people start building things. So sometimes it's more physical and people start running around. And if the group is big, in many occasions, people go, go along with the people that play in a similar way. So Beautiful. Yeah, generally males are more physical and women are more symbolic when they play. That's beautiful. And I like the idea. It's coming every time you say something. It's just the idea of playing with possibility, right? See wherever your mind will take us and shut off that normal nine to five, just run, run, run. And 
part of our podcast here is that your story is your superpower. And so you started by saying you kind of got burned out and then now you came in. How can I change that and use that as a superpower? And that's what you're doing. And um, the idea of like having a, um, I don't know what you call it, a credit, but you're going to have other facilitators that are going to teach this as well. I saw you on a, a part of McKenna on stage somewhere and you were so clear on your vision and your intention. And it was just really, really magical to watch because of your clarity was just like, so you asked your question, you knew exactly what you thought about it. Lots of times you have a mission, a vision. And so for newer coaches, go check that out. We'll leave the links to that in the, um, in the podcast. The line I liked the most was when you said it was, what do you want it to look like? And he said, I want it to be like a burning man festival with people playing everywhere. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. And and it's possible. Like I think people just love these things. And, and there is a, there is a pulse for this. There is a, it's growing in the planet. Like I, you know, I feel it is like with this all whole, AI and robots, at some point people are going to be like deeply questioning, what am I doing in this planet? What is my purpose? And our purpose is human beings and beings don't do beings be. We just are. And and for me, the sweet, perfect activity between doing and being is just playing because you're in the present moment and you are doing things. And yeah, just imagine like three days of non-linguistic a huge playground of people just playing around is wow <laughs> yeah it's it's and that's the other part of the podcast what we focus on expand so when you do that for three days you're expanding yourself big time because now all of a sudden yeah you're shaking up things and it looks a little different than the normal and it not only it creates a possibility in the moment but down the road a week later you get more insights and like all this kind of stuff yeah like one of the, I, I have this community in a really low price point of $10 per month, which the logo of the community or the motto is life is a game, play with joy. So we are all about discovering how can we gamify life and how can we take out all these worries and preoccupations. And, you know, the one of the biggest preoccupations that people have a lot is around finances and money. So how can you gamify both? how much you spend and how much you earn. And what are the activities that bring you joy and the activities that bring other people joy. So the more you focus on those, the more other people will see the value in those as well. And and they will reinforce you with, with money. Right. And it's almost like if you just deliver, I think the rule here is like 10 times the value. And as long as you're happy with delivering 10 times the value, same thing. It's funny that you're talking about this. Right now I'm in the middle of teaching a workshop, a writing workshop. And this week is about cultivating creative confidence. And next week is about healing the inner child. And so it's like, wow, you come into my moment and you're doing both of that at the same time. And you come right in the middle of it. It's so beautiful. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a book? I did write a book, actually. Yeah, let's hear about it, please. There you go. For those watching the video, in the filter of this yeah, there we go. So, 13 letters since 2013. And actually, I'm I'm going to quote this man because he keeps up on appearing on my feed and I like him a lot. He's called Zach Pogrob, P-O-G-R-O-B. 
And he talks a lot about obsession. And the last post that I saw yesterday was write a letter to yourself every day and everything will become clear in your life. And I was like, that's such a good reminder, especially for me that I, you know, now I'm going through times like I'm a bit stuck because many things are happening simultaneously and I have to do these daily tasks and everything. And I have this book here, which is called 13 Letters Since 2013. I'm like, of course, man. This was my tool during my 20s to, to understand myself, basically. And along the book, I navigate these three big questions, like who I am and who can I become? Uh, what is love and what is relationship? And what is, what is the meaning of being with other human beings? And the last one is, so the identity, the meaning of life. Like, why, what, am, what am I here for or why am I here? So who I am, why am I here, and who am I with? And this, this is the book I collect, like, well, so I wrote, I don't know, more than a thousand pages of letters, and I selected, I had the idea of doing like a top 10, you know, like a greatest hits of letters. So I had the, me the memory of some key letters in different cities that I have lived and in different moments of my life. And I was like, okay, let's, let's compile, let's put them together, and let's create a book. And because I started in 2013 and because I like to, to, you know, to go against myths, so I choose the number 13, which is associated with bad luck. But I believe we, we create our own luck. So 13 letters is 2013. And for me, sometimes I still think about it and I love to read different moments because they are so meaningful, right? Like how I started with it when I was 20. Or, or even earlier, and the last letter is when I'm 28, 29. So there is this whole transition. And I think it could be super helpful, especially for for youngsters that are lost. It's like, brother, everyone is lost. And it's, like, it's the most common thing. And and even the for those that haven't had so many experiences outside or, or these deep connections with people, I think it has like really powerful lessons around just jumping to life. Just go out, try things, travel, live in different cities, different countries. And and especially for me, the power of the book is if people start writing letters. Because through writing letters, I, I, I wrote a post about this many years ago. It's like you are going to understand yourself so much better. And you are going to make your mind outside of your mind. So then you will have some distance from it and will be able to self-analyze and reflect. And especially, you nurture the relationship in a way that you don't nurture when you are just texting someone. So, well, right. first man. Yeah, write letters. <laughs> yeah, journaling in the morning, right? What it does, you can you start to see your thoughts and you start to see well, some of them aren't even true, like or that some other someone else's story that was stuck in my head, you let go of it. And then it also gives you clarity on who you are. Like you're saying, you figure out your values, you can figure out what you want. I always tell people, journey... Journal the story of your life in advance. What do you want from your life? Like when we play Magic Wand, go ahead and start writing what you want like it already happened. Brother, spoiler alert. For those that buy the book, well, actually, I wanted to create this as a lead magnet, which is the last chapter of the book. Because, you know, every every chapter starts like uh, this title and it's like this location. So I was living in Denmark, I was living in Haen, I was living in India. And then the, the year... And how old am I? So the last chapter, hopefully, is seen here. Uh, yeah, 
you see that it's written 39 years. So basically, I, I wrote my 10 years vision. And there it is. Let's we, we are moving there. So let's see. So for those of you who are just listening on audio, he just held up the book to the last chapter and it's written, the date is like December 30th or something, 2031. Yeah. And so we didn't even script that, but yeah, exactly what I just said about write your story in advance. That's what you've already done, which is magical. 100%. Yeah. 2031, exactly. I love it. So um, another thing, what you're saying there is a good tip for writers is... Um, if you don't know what to write, a lot of writers get stuck. Like, I don't even know where to start or if, especially with memoirs, right? How do I write my life story? You don't have to just write the events. What happened? Good and bad, right? Somebody died. Somebody got married. There was a birthday. There was a wedding. Write them all as stories because that's what a book is. It's just a collection of stories and that can help you on your path, especially for nonfiction writers. Yeah. Carlos, I got to ask this question I ask to everybody. It's, this is the phase four podcast and phase four in the six phase meditation by Vishen Lakhiani is all about creating a future three years out. So where is Carlos three years from today? <laughs> the thing is, I don't know. <laughs> like, like it can go so many places, you know, and, and maybe I should do this exercise again because I'm, it's a really good fuel to have like a really clear focus vision. And at some point I, I move away a bit from the vision just to focus on the day to day because I did a lot of vision, 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 and it happened. You know, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go to Africa and I went, or I'm, I want to live in Bali and I did, or I want to be closer to the man Bali ecosystem. And then I start working with Jason Mark Campbell and also with Ezekiel. And I want to speak on a stage and then I go to my Bali university and I'm there. So now the point is, I, I believe this is going to become a coaching session for me. So I believe I'm, I'm even afraid of what's possible because when I embraced storming with people about the plane camp, they told me like, wow, you should go to TV. And because, you know, all these reality shows of women and girls and they are all in the same house and blah, blah. And you do plane camp and then things happen. And it's like, yeah, but if playing camp starts being in TV, then everyone suddenly is national things. And okay, now I start getting facilitators. So now suddenly it's like a, a kind of warm movement where every company starts to get this, this vision that I have. Like kids have playground time. Kids have a break every day. Why don't companies have a break every day? And, and then I look at the model of Zumba which is also something like, which is international, global. I assume by everywhere in every gym. And it's like, okay, why, why not playing campus in every city and people gather together in, in public parks and they play? So the point is, I don't know. And, and I'm scared of it because, you know, I just came up with the idea and I'm here like thinking in, and, and things can get exponential in no time. And I applied recently to, to work as a creative with Mr. Beast as well. Because, you know, if I tell Mr. Beast, hey, let's, let's get a whole forest, let's put 100 people, and let's do one week of playing camp. And if Mr. Beast like the idea, he will be like, okay, let's do it and let's film it. And then the whole thing suddenly becomes like 100 million views or 200 million views in YouTube because it got virality. So, I don't know, man. That, that's why I'm GP. I, I like to focus on the day-to-day -day because things can get so big so quick with this virality... Yeah. 
So, okay, I'm going to say something that I think it, it moves the conversation a bit, but something that I really want to do, and this can be one year, two years, three years, is I want to bring some of the people that I met in Africa, like really good friends, and, and create this kind of YouTube channel where we are traveling around in different cities and we do a spontaneous plays with people on the street so we can create shorts and they go viral. And then we do these shorts about how it is to connect with a stranger, how it is to play. And we all dress with these African clothes. And at some point, we, we organize massive pillow fights on parks. So that, that's just like a plan. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it don't have to know the future, right? Because there's so many different possibilities. And what I'm hearing you say is that... Your, your fear is that you're going to get way too big, that you don't know what to do with that power. But if that's the role, and I can see it too, then it's almost like your responsibility to do it. That's why I, they, you know, Vincent and these people, they have this message of, you know, you, the universe has this huge mission. And then it's like, who is going to raise the hand to say, I'm going to do it. So at some point I raised my hand and now I'm going through this phase of, fuck, I've raised my hand. <laughs> like when the teacher asks you in the, in the, in the class, like, okay, now you come to the blackboard, you just play in all the classroom, this exercise. I'm like, <laughs> is that, is that. Yeah. And there's another thing there that sometimes fear is also the same feeling in the body as excitement. So maybe you're excited to do this because it's such a, I, I, buddy, I see the mission. I see like the responses from other people who have gone through playing camp and just the whole idea. It is that amazing that like, I don't know how come it's not there everywhere already. Yeah. Hey, really good reminder. The one of fear is excitement. Yeah. Tell me about Sue. Was it um, My Valley University? Who was some of maybe your favorite speakers or mentors from My Valley or Evercount? Mm, nice. Uh, so I had a huge admiration for for Vision, obviously. Uh, like I guess everyone, the first time we go, Vision and Kenny. And yeah, he's a, also. So I I have huge admiration from him. The only thing that I can say, and if you are listening to it, hi Vision, uh, I believe. He might be also afraid of what he has created somehow. Like, because he has created this huge thing and, and it's like, people want to give him so much love that sometimes he, you know, he might be on his own bubble of worries and things to do. He's like, brother, maybe just chill, relax, be open to love, at least for half an hour or one hour during Mind Valley You, you know, just receive. Because it's like everything that you have given us, just be open to receive for one hour. And, and yeah. And yeah, he's so professional. It's I see it exactly what you're saying. And it's like, I don't think he expected to get that big, but now he's wanted, like you're saying, to be in two different places at the same time. He's trying to be in 20 places in Estonia at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, I, I didn't have so many interactions with Eric Edmit, uh, but I had some, you know, I love when I can meet them one-to-one -one and then just talk randomly. And... I had that opportunity in one of the parties and he surprised me because he, I could hear him saying things that I had not heard before. Because somehow, you know, I, I have listened to decent amount of his content. So at some point, you know, I go there to the talks and I'm like, okay, it's a similar story than the last time. But when I'm talking with them one-on-one, -on -one, then suddenly he started speaking about how to raise kids. 
and I'm like, okay, this is new. Uh, how to how kids like how volunteers and employees they are similar, or how to treat your the people in your company? I'm like, okay, this is new, and yeah, like That's Eric. Good. Yeah, I think Eric is a is a really intelligent person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's brilliant. And I mean, I could tell you something about all of them basically because closer or further, I have interacted with them. Juanpa, for example, I, I love Juanpa. Is He's really embodied as well, and he loves to do experiences, which is something that I stand for. I, I believe we have a lot of talking, talking, mind, mind all the time, and I, I crave experiences, and I believe people want to experience things. So I like Juanpa for that. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And yeah, he's definitely present all the like, right? Um, so one thing, it sounds like, Tell me if I'm wrong, that you did your three MIQs a couple of years ago, and then it all kind of came true. And now you're kind of just wanting, you need to go and do it again. Not really. I, I've done the the three most important questions a couple of times or three times. Like first time it was when I was in the PhD and I found the vision and I read the book and then Marisa, he, he was, Marisa Pierce, he was hypnotizing me in a lot of my limiting beliefs, definitely. And this is 2017, and for those reading the book, I, there is a couple of mentions to Mind Valley and, and this process. And there I did the MIQ, and well, I, I lost one light book that I did because it was in a hard drive. And and this MIQ, I, I would just need to find. I know that I have not done all of the things because. You know, it's like a, a kid, you know, you tell a kid, okay, you are free to dream. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to dream. <laughs> I was writing like a lot of, let's say, really big things, right? Uh, however, I mean, I, I cannot complain on my life. It's like I'm independent and I have a, a strong mindset of how to do this life independent. So that's pretty masculine. And then, you know, I have the embodiment of, it's me, the one that is choosing to do it and, and that I can do it. So the things that I've done it, I, I, I'm, I'm following my passion. I'm working on something that is alternative. I, I'm making it work. So that's professional. And in terms of relationship, there is a lot to fix yet because I, I had this idea of building a community and bringing people that are similar aligned in values and in intention and mindset. So this is not happening yet. But I'm convincing a couple of friends to move together to the south of Spain. So I believe that's the first step into that. And yeah, uh, in this, uh, what is the the astrology? The There is a chart with the different uh, centers in the body. The, yeah, I, but I forgot. It's a whole astrological system, which I might remember at some point. So there is a change of the 30s, right? So the 20s is one stage in your life, and then suddenly in the 30s, it's like, boom, things happen. And yeah, it seems like, according to my chart, which I forgot the name, now in the 30s is going to be even better than 20s. So the 20s was about lessons, and now the 30s is about the, the true truth. So one of the things that I'm learning is less and better might be the, the way to go. And more focus might be the way to go. And that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm trying to simplify my life as much as possible in terms of food, in terms of relationships as well, in terms of work. Yeah, in terms of lifestyle. So less is more for sure. 
as we begin to wind down here, if this resonates with you, reach out to Carlito, leave us a like, a subscribe, a share, a follow, all that stuff, and definitely no hard sell. But Carlito, before we go, is there anything that you want to say or leave some dose of intuition or wisdom with the listener? I have a lot. <laughs> and actually, if you allow me to, I'm going to say something that I, I just read today. So one of the of the people that I admire a lot at the moment is this guy from acquisition.com, which is Alex Hormozzi. Uh, Did you see a special a couple of weeks ago there? This one? Yeah. And I, that was I a got, good live eh, a couple of weeks ago, the that Saturday morning one. Piece. And I, I and I like that man because, you know, he's giving so much for free. And I believe I'm, I'm going to share a bit of his message, which is, Give, 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 and then ask, and and design these amazing offers or experiences or products for people to yeah just to come to you and to say like hey I want that thing that you have, and and one of the things that I read today is like one call to action. So instead of share, subscribe, save, like, comment, guys, you are listening to this. If you think about one person that needs to hear this conversation, just send them. It's as simple as get this link and, and send them and tell them like, hey, listen to this moment or listen to that moment. Because that's the that's the magic of the internet. Like we can listen to everyone in the planet and and especially not everyone is listening to all the people. So if you know someone, if you have a friend, if you have a relative, if you have someone that, hey, maybe they need to play more. Hey, maybe they should believe more that they can do things in their life. Just share, share this podcast because that's gonna. It's, you don't know what might be the very beginning of a huge transformation in their life. So, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's so true, right? You can hear one word or one sentence, and it can change a whole life from there on. Let's see, Carlito. My last question is: Where can people reach you? Yeah, come to play, count guys. Like I. I I'm down with the internet. <laughs> just come to play camp. That, that's my call to action. Like, just just Google play camp. Just join the mailing list. If there is a mailing list, which I don't, I don't even know if when you find playing camp, there's gonna be a mailing list. But yeah, definitely. So the typical channel, you know, you you like Instagram, then go to Instagram. Now I'm I'm very focused on LinkedIn because I'm working on companies. But how to reach me? This is even better. If you are working in corporate. Tell your boss. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, that's a good one. And he so, will, yeah, go ahead. He will find me and then I will go there and then play. If you don't count to play, count the play count goes to you. Yeah, beautiful. And we'll definitely leave all those links in the show notes. And Carlito, thank you so much for your time today. I'm really grateful. My pleasure. It's super fun, man, to do this.